Well, good morning. It is a very snowy um, morning here on Cape Cod. Welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast. It's actually, well, it's not snowing right now, but as I'm recording this, I'm sitting in a chair looking out my side yard and the trees are just completely covered in snow. And it's almost as if like the dew drops are sparkling. Like they look like my dad pointed out this morning, they look like diamonds. Uh, there's maybe like six to yeah, probably about six inches of snow cover that came yesterday and there was none previously on the ground. So Super Bowl Sunday was very snowy for us. Um, shout out Tom Brady. I was definitely rooting for Tom and Gronk. Part of me just felt, and I tweeted this, but part of me just felt that like Tom and Gronk kind of got their heads together uh, last year and they were just like, hey man, like, do you want to just or they're they're probably both like, why don't we just go down to Tampa, like get Bill off our backs for once and like not have to be yelled at in cold weather and just like enjoy a season in Tampa and just, you know, take the trophy. (laughs) And that's exactly what they did. I think they had what, two touchdowns together. Anyway, if you don't care about football, uh, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Okay. So today we have a good little lineup of questions here. Um, excited to record this one for you. And yeah, let's start it off. The first question comes in from Toby. And Toby asks, how do you deal? How do you know deeply what you want to do when you thought something was your passion? But the passion feeling goes away when you try to actually pursue the business side of it? That's an interesting question. I think um, I'll try to well, I'll try to relate to it. I mean, like my, my YouTube videos, for example, um, YouTube for me is definitely like a passion, right? Like I love making videos. Okay. Um, I, I love not having to worry about views. And the second that I had to start worrying about how many views a video got was the second that it stopped being quite as fun. Um, you know, it's like you start doing brand deals, for example, that was like one of the first ways I started making money. And it was also the first way I started making money where like somebody else was kind of telling me how many views the video needed to get. So then, you know, you make the video and you have to make sure that the clickbait is clickbaity enough. Um, There's definitely a balance, right? Between like, an on brand brand deal. And also like making sure that you get enough views. So, um, that was always something that bothered me. And from the moment I started doing them, I was kind of like, wow, I really want to make it so that I don't have to do this because it was just very, it, I mean, it was just like every time I did one, it just felt like a little part of my soul was getting ripped out. Um, but then even something like 8am, right? Like 8am you know, clothing brand that uh, I'm actually building out a team to bring back is, and, and has always been dependent on obviously the number of eyeballs that I got. And I found myself, you know, making a lot of decisions based around how to build up the most hype for the brand. And while in the short term, this is fun and it's definitely a, you know, a path that you can follow, you know, this like hype train, basically, it's not something I would now. And obviously I'm not now like building a business off of, I think, um, so basically what I'm saying is like anytime you're you're doing something that is involved with passion and art, 
I really think the best way to go is like the slow route. And if business is making you upset about the current project that you're doing, it's likely that you just aren't monetizing it the right way. Because I I think when you find the alignment between your art and how to price it, um, it, you know, everything seems to come into alignment. I think, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're uncomfortable with the business side of things or if it's making you lose the passion, you're simply like it could be as simple as like a, a frame shift. I mean, one one thing that helps me is just realizing like as an artist, you know, as someone who has a passion that they're building and creating, um, you know, y- you have inherent value, right? Like, I mean, some are some people are even argue that like regular jobs are going to be all automated at some point. So the only thing humans are really going to have to do is art, <laughs> So like the the method of exchange of the future is probably whatever art you're you're making, right? Like whatever craft that you're working on. So you know, you have to understand that you have value and when you, you know, just put a monetary value on it, that doesn't really change much other than like you being rewarded for the service that you're providing. So, I think like a much more pure uh almost like medieval view of what you do and what your craft is can be useful to help bring that passion back. Next question comes from Marije. Marije, Marije. Marije, DM me at Arlen Moore if I said your name correctly here, (laughs) but I think I did. So your question is, what what would you advise a medical university student to do when they lack goals for the future? That's interesting. I would think that your goals for the future are aligned with medicine. Um, but okay, you, you say, for example, I would love to start a clothing brand, but this isn't my career path right now. I want to throw my, away my passion for neuroscience, or sorry, I wouldn't throw, I wouldn't want to throw away my passion for neuroscience, but neither for building a clothing brand. I feel like I can't come up with goals that align my career path. Yeah, I think, Marije, I think there's always a, um, a line that you can walk, right, to blend your passions uh, and however weird and strange they may be. I mean, this is what makes the world amazing, right? Like we have so many unique and individual people. I see almost zero problem in the in the sense here that you can't seem to find a synergy between all your goals because you you just think that they don't, that they're like weird almost, right? Well, guess what? We're all weird. We all have strange interests, right? Like I like to go to parties and then I like to wake up the next day and you know meditate and like read self-development books and like listen to two hour long podcasts by like you know old people basically right like i i blend like i almost don't make a lot of sense and i've been want liking to do that kind of stuff since i was 19 years old um so my point is like neuroscience and clothing brand well i think you can absolutely blend the two <laughs> you know learn everything you can uh in medical school, you know, pursue the track of becoming a, a neuroscientist or a doctor or whatever track you're going down. And there's, I mean, clothing brands aren't that difficult to start. And especially once you have capital to fund one the way you want to build it. Um, you know, I think what the, the career the track you're going down makes at least, you know, 150 grand a year. I'm, I'm assuming starting salary, right? Like that sounds pretty intense. So like, um, you know, of course, along the path, you're probably going to want to do um, something less, something less uh, 
uh, money down, right? Like, for example, I mean, you can just do a clothing brand on as simple as Teespring. I wouldn't really recommend Teespring. I'd probably recommend something like Printify, where it's literally just a print-on-demand service. You just have to get a friend who can teach you Photoshop or just learn on YouTube and make a PNG of the design that you want. You know, some, I mean, I'm not sure if you want to relate it to, maybe you maybe you have zero interest in relating it to neuroscience, but I imagine, you know, you can make a, a whole entire t-shirt or, or clothing brand that has messages or lessons that you learn in neuroscience or just, you know, that type of theme. Um, now, again, I might have absolutely nothing to do with that. In that case, uh, you, you know, maybe you want to go more of the custom route. Well, then, you know, work a job or work as a neuroscientist or in, you know, whatever capacity you end up doing that and uh, use the money to build the clothing brand exactly how you want to do it. I don't think they're, they're mutual, mutually exclusive. I mean, everyone has hobbies. Um, I have, you know, my friend's parents growing up who were pretty intense doctors, like they even they had free time, like you, you'll have plenty of time to pursue all of those, those passions and interests. I guess my advice right now would be to get more specific about like, what you actually want that clothing brand to look like and what you want it to be. And I think with relatively surprisingly little work, you'd be able to at least put something together that fuels that passion of yours. Um, and then still, you know, not giving up the track of neuroscience. I really don't think you have to sacrifice much uh, in life. You can have it all. Cool. Next question comes from Ben. Ben asks, how do I stay consistent with my happiness as well as my goals financially and physically? Okay, so this is just a basic question about the balance between um, staying happy and pursuing money and you know, uh, physical goals. So, I mean, to be honest, like, um, Ben, the biggest thing that I do to stay consistent with all of this is I use Maxi. Uh, if you go to mindsetdesign.com, you can try it seven days free. It just aligns all of your goals together. And because this question was rather uh, vague, you know, I, I can't really give the most specific answer. Um, another, like, I guess, a little interjection here. If you guys ask a question on the show, you know, just make sure that it's very specific. Like, make sure that you provide me details or context. I mean, I went through and looked at someone's entire website once. So you could put a link in there if you want, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ben, that's that's the main thing that I would say to you is just like, it is literally just, you know, definition is key. So just making clear financial goals, clear physical goals. And then on top of that, you know, all of, the th- all of these things are fueled by a dedication to a practice of meditation uh, in some way. So I hope that that uh, I hope that that is like at least a little bit helpful, and I think the call that you have with my team will help you get a lot more in depth on that as well. All right, next question comes from Stuart. Hey, Arlen, I'm a 20 year old college baseball athlete. I am extremely interested in visualization and subconscious work. Awesome. What could you recommend to me as an introduction into those two areas? Then more specifically, any visualization techniques or subconscious exercises that could help me with generalized day-to-day moment-to-moment anxiety. Finally, the same for performance anxiety in sports. Thank you. So, Stuart, great question. There's a book I want you to get like right now. It's called Mind Gym. And this is for any athletes listening, especially, you know, high school, college, well, really any age. Um, it's called Mind Gym. Mind Gym. I found out about this because my friend went to Harvard. 
and he played hockey on the Harvard men's ice hockey team. And he told me that they were, uh, it was mandatory that they read this book called Mind Gym. And the, the year before that they were all required to read it, they won the national championship. I think this was like 2017 or 18, whatever year it was. Um, so I went and read this book and I was playing club ice hockey at Boston University at the time I read the book. And I started doing the visualization and I started getting so much better at hockey. It was unbelievable. Like I started, I went to first line. I became like one of the leading point scorers on my team. This is my junior year, I think. And yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. I mean, the book is just it like... My point is like, if you're interested in subconscious work, like again, kind of what I was saying earlier to Marije, blend your passions, blend your interests. And if you blend sports and like the subconscious work, you'll start to learn the principles that you can practice in visualization and get the results in sports. And like in baseball, I mean, you can, I don't know what positions you play, but just like do those visualizations that they talk about in the book and mind gym. It's for it's like specifically for athletes. Uh, subconscious work for athletes. And I think we'll be able to take a lot of those principles and just apply them into other areas of your life as well, because they're the same. And then the last thing I would say, um, moment to moment anxiety is a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and The Happiness Advantage by Shauna Kaur. I think if you read those three books, you'll, you'll seriously make massive leaps in your life. Um, if you're not accustomed to reading books, just honestly, just buy all of them and just bring them with you wherever you go and, you know, poke your head in them once in a while, get them on audio. Like they, they're all on, uh, on an auto audible.com version. Um, and you can get all of them and just listen to them as well. And just like surround yourself in the words. They will, uh, 150 million percent. I know help you a ton in that direction. Our next question comes from Amy. Amy asks, I have always seen myself as being an entrepreneur. It just feel, It's just a feeling, and I know I'm meant to build my own business. I've thought about it for over a year and really just want to know how to start. How do I initiate the first steps and actually just do it? So, Amy, um, I mean, you just, like, take an idea and you just do it. Like, that's literally it. Like, um, one of my mentors, his name's Nick. He's been on Shark Tank three times, basically a serial entrepreneur. He's building his fifth or he's probably got way more companies than I even know about, but his fifth company that's like taking, I think they just took like an investment of 1.5 million um, for their company. And his literally like the best advice he's given me is like, I'll ask him a question like, Nick, how do I do this? And he goes, uh, you just do it. <laughs> and he'll just have this little laugh. this like snark little laugh. I actually interviewed him on uh, on the podcast. You can go look up the the episode it's his name's nick parolo probably like 20 or so episodes ago maybe more maybe like 20 or 30 and yeah he'll just i'll just be like nick how do i how do i do this and he'll just go you just do it <laughs> and i'm like what dude what do you mean you just do it you just do it and he's like yeah you just do it so amy like i'm sure you've had an idea pick one doesn't matter which and just try it like i had so many ideas that failed before YouTube, that was like my first semi success, like, just try a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, I would say like, do lots of mini 30 day challenges, just line them up over this year. Like try 30 days of TikTok, 30 days of YouTube, 30 days of, um, you know, starting a business or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Just like, just do something. And um, 
you'll get you'll you'll get results because you know many a false step was made standing still and what i mean by that is basically like the worst thing you can do is nothing if you stand still you that's the only way you can go wrong but if you just move forward and take action in some direction you'll build momentum at least and that will uh help you a ton okay next question is jeffrey last question actually the question is how to turn an idea into reality so how to turn an idea into reality well it's funny because a lot of ideas i found in my life like if i'm if i'm excited about an idea it actually ends up finding some way of of happening um, the way you can speed up that process really is just thinking less about things that you don't want to have happen and more about things that you do want to have happen. So rather than like being upset about your current life situation, rather than you know not being satisfied with like whatever there is around you, we'll just accept it first off because you can't change it. You know, it is how it is. And then from there, you just focus on what you want. And I've just found that time like there's so many things that I've just wanted that uh, if I just focused on the thing that I wanted, it ends up happening. <laughs> That's literally, it. it's as simple as that. I mean, you can probably think about this in your own life. The more you focus on what you want, the more it expands and grows into reality. It's just the nature of how ideas come into the world. Now, often they come in slightly different because when ideas merge with actual reality, you know, reality distorts things. Um, it, they don't come out ever really exactly as you imagined, but they do come out in some capacity and you, you kind of can see how and why they had to happen that way. So I hope that that, I hope that, that question helps, that answer helps you, Jeffrey. And everyone else who listened today, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, a story reshare helps a lot, especially if I tag you. And um, I also hope you have a great day. And that's it. I will uh, see you guys in the next episode. Peace.